Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If there's something I need, I don't already have. I know I'll get it from a good friend. If there's something I need, I don't already have. I know I'll get it from a good friend. Hi, everybody. It's Jamie Lee Curtis, and you're listening to The Good Friend Podcast, presented to you by iHeartRadio. It's a podcast about friendship. We talk about everything. We cry, we laugh, we think about what it really means to be a good friend. And I have conversations with some of my best friends, some people I've never met, and sort of everything in between. So I hope by the end of it that you have a really good sense of what friendship means to me and the people that I consider friends. And I hope you can take those same ideas into your own friendship groups. And I hope you enjoy it. I am so deeply happy to welcome my friend Ruth Ponfian to the Good Friend podcast. Welcome, Ruthie. I'm so happy to be here for you and with everybody that is listening to us. Well, the fact that you've already referred to everybody means that I promise you now there will be everybody. I have only referred to them as my one listener because <laughs> I I don't want to get ahead of myself and have me think that there are like a bunch of people listening. And so I've I've just referred to them as my one listener. And now you've already welcomed more people. So your job is done. We could stop now. Um, Ruth is as good a friend as I have ever known in my life. 
and I'm going to tell you why. Ruth is a healer, and in her healing, she goes right to the heart of the matter. It does not matter if you agree or disagree. She will tell you like it is. And it is the greatest gift a friend can give you is to tell you the truth. So I think we should just rename you Truth Ponfion. <laughs> and and have you change all your paperwork and you know your birth certificate and the rest of it, which is a bit of a pain in the ass, but it would be worth it because you are truth. You are truth, Ruth. You are truth. Um, have you always been that person? So I I want to just say something that, you know, is I think we all were born healers. We it's just matters how we practice in our daily life. And I've been practicing since, you know, um, like I remember as five, seven years old, as seeing fairy tales, you know, fairy tales and following, you know, the light and playing with it. And then I took that practice, you know, my entire life, it just uh, um, because I was having fun. But as I start realizing that it was my true call, I just, uh, you know, start studying and uh, uh, practicing um, to see if it was rewarding, like uh, having results that it would fulfill uh, my heart. And I just follow it. Um, so to be truthful with that inner self, I start realizing that when I was looking at people, I was seeing them who they were and not how they were acting upon and trying to be someone else. Because to be fair, we all try our best to be someone else. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so when I start just taking that call, I, I, I start seeing the results that I was helping people. And it was so much fun. And I just took that as my calling. I start studying and um, I love it, you know, from healing uh, modalities, different ones like, uh, you know, quantum touch, Reiki, uh, name it, massage therapy, all those ears. Watsu. Watsu. <laughs> or, you know, I start being trying to be as weird as I could because I never really liked to be conventional, like, you know, the normal person. I was never normal, I guess. <laughs> I want to I want to go back to your calling because to to be a good friend. I've heard different people talk about aspects of friendship that are important to them. Trust has come up a lot, um, a bit of clairvoyance, um, a little bit of telepathy, people who say, my friend knows something is wrong before I do, that sort of interconnection that we have with people, with our very dear, good friends. But 
honesty, <laughs> real honesty, is something that we want from our friends, but I think is lacking in a lot of our close friendships because we have gotten into the ruts of our friendships. We have entered these sort of troughs where it's it's hard to really stop somebody and go, you know what? I don't like this aspect. There's something happening here that I want to bring into the relationship so that we can talk about it. And you have always, since the beginning of our friendship, been able to bring difficult subjects into the friendship. Is that do do you consider that part of your healing? Because I feel it's healing, even though it hurts. <laughs> I think uh, um, it's a good hurt, but I think uh, it's uh, more living in a present. Like I remember once you asking me, you know, what was God to me, and I, I told you that we were in front of this chair and I said, Jamie, you know, God is whatever is in front of us that I give myself a hundred percent attention to that, you know, to that object or to that person. Or so I think at the present moment, it's the most important thing. And I think because I'm in a present, I'm not thinking of you ahead or in a past I'm right there 100% with you and I'm seeing you from within yourself and not as, you know, your body, your hair, your wrinkles, your eyebrows, whatever. But I'm seeing from inside of yourself. And I think with that coming as a practice, mm -hmm. you know, how much more you practice that pre present momentum I think, uh, you know, it gets very clear. Um, that's why I, I think from the beginning, from the start, I like, for example, I don't have a TV for 40 years and I have no idea who you are and represent to the world, but I, I always see you who you were. It doesn't matter you know, who you were trying to be or trying to show yourself to the world. I was seeing you as Jamie, as an essence, not as anything else. So for me, it was always very easy. You know, you could go around and around and trying to, you know, uh, show something else in the surface, but it's kind of hard to hide. <laughs> you can't, I will tell you, um, to our listeners, you've now multiplied them, um, our friends, the people listening, maybe women going on a walk while somebody watches their kids. Um, when Ruth looks at you, if you get the opportunity to look this woman in the eye, you cannot hide. She will, she will, she will pierce you um, it is a calling. It is her gift. It is her raison d'etre. It is her um, mission. It is her... My passion, actually. Your passion. I, love, I have a passion to 
see the people for who they are and without judging, no agenda, you know, accepting the acceptance for who you are, no matter what. Also, there's that exchange that I learned not many years ago, as I say sometimes to you, that healing comes with, uh, you know, the momentum that you learn how to receive, not the giving part of it. Giving, it's very easy. I want to see you sitting there, open your arms unconditionally, and uh, receive uh, whatever is there, you know, to come to you unconditionally. But I got to say, when I did that exercise, that I learned that healing comes more with the uh, act of uh, receiving, um, I was surprised. Mm -hmm. It took me like three months to realize that are very little people out there giving unconditionally. You know, they always come either with agenda or for affirmation that they're good enough for, um, you know, or whatever that might be the agenda. But for you to just sit there and receive unconditionally with no agenda, you know, just uh, with open arms, it's very frightening, you know, because it's very little out there that is unconditionally. There's always the trade, the exchange, I do this, you give me that, or whatever that might be. Um, we call it transactional. <laughs> you know, there's a transaction. Yes. And you make me cry, I'm telling you. It's such a pure attempt and hope that you can receive something open, that it isn't, as you said, what you can do for me, what I can do for you, how we can turn this into a transaction and then somehow satisfy something within that transaction. And it almost has nothing to do with us. It yeah. has to do with external forces that that are not our essence. And you, you know, you work with essential oils, which mm -hmm. are the essence, which are the, the, the distilled essence of a natural item that the oil from that gives a, a, a healing and a power. And that is what you want in a friendship. But I'm, I think I'm weeping because there's so many friendships that don't feel that way. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, uh, I think a pandemic uh, every day, I don't fight against it because I think the pandemic has said, you know, go home, clean up your own, you know, crap, and I will take care of the planet and you take care of your own, you know, family, your friendship, your, you know, being. And I think people are struggling because they are so into it to, you know, be out there and doing things, the doors, the, you know, I get accomplished. I, how about sit there and do nothing? You would see that the nothing, it's going to multiply and start, you know, getting like start growing into this beautiful world that you were not aware. It was always there, but you were not aware because you were always doing it. I remember once we were in some valley, you and me, and I start laughing and I said to you, Jamie, have you noticed why we always fight with each other with the little things? And you said, what? And I said, 
where are we fighting to see who gives the most? (laughs) 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 You know, like, okay, let's just receive now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Receiving, receiving is seemingly easy for some people and harder for others. mm -hmm. It's hard for me. I'm much better. Yes, much, much better about receiving it. And, you know, I think people listening will relate. Um, And I don't want to say you don't feel worthy of whatever it is that's being offered to you. But I think that I think you touched on it so much with the transactional aspect of friendship that it doesn't feel safe. It's not if it's a business, if it's a transaction, it's not safe. Mm-hmm. It's it's always um, tinged with some with some loss, and I that scares me, and so it's harder for me to receive, and I'm working on it. Um, I'm working on it. I think you brought to the point that is the trust, you know. Because this world, it was so much detouring, distorting, you know, of the energy of the present moment. We always were either ahead or behind. That when you get to that present moment and you like, uh, you know, can I trust this? You know, like uh, you feel yourself uh, uh, either speeding ahead or, you know, sluggishing behind. And when you get to that present moment, you go like, oh. Can I trust this? You know, is it like it's almost like unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. And when you start, you know, getting to that familiar space, you're like, whoa, you know, it feels good, but it feels unfamiliar because you're not in a present moment. And I think it, what I witnessed with you, it was always so brilliant because you always had that inner self that was so big and vast and just so much to you know share but you were always so ahead you know like either planning and you know I always say I don't plan I have visions and then I transcend them because believe me if you look at your day whatever you plan 95 percent of your plan doesn't happen You know, but if you have that vision that you have a a fully intention of transcending and make it happen, you can sit down and do nothing and it's going to happen. I understand. That's what I've been doing with the pandemic, you know, like, what can I do, you know, be devastated and not be helpful. I want to be helpful. So I think the best way to be helpful with the, it's finding friends in just a matter of a smiling. What I love about, uh, you know, the situation of a mask, it's because now we're making eye contact. Wow. Finally. <laughs> you know, finally, for you to mix, uh, to see if someone is understanding you, you just make an eye contact. Like you, even in a coffee shop, you know, at the beginning I was frustrated because, uh, you know, my accent or my wordy wouldn't get through. And I'm like, what the hell? And then I'm like, uh, um, hi, can I look in your eyes? Because my English is not that good. 
<laughs> Maybe you will understand what I need in my coffee or something. Oh, sure. You know, be playful or something. I always try to put on myself so I can improve, you know, because people has this thing. It wasn't me, you know, sure wasn't. It's always me, you know. <laughs> We'll be right back with more Good Friend after this quick break, so stick around. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Were you this way when you were little? I want to find out a little bit about how you were with friends and making friends in your early life before you came to to, to America because you're from Brazil. And yeah. so uh, I would like to ask you a little bit about your early life there, about friendship. My, my family, we were like six kids and each of us had friends that each one had seven or eight brothers and sisters. So we always had this huge amount of, a, it was a tribal, you know, uh, uh, work that we always had to, you know, rely on each other. 
from, from my essence, you know, I learned what friendship was from the beginning. We relying on each other. We cover each other up no matter what, you know, kept secrets. So the value of that friendship was always so important. And my father and my mother was very, you know, they were very disciplinary. But yet they would let us lose to live the truth of our, you know, essence. So that was good for us that we could live our daily life with each one have your best friend, you know, coming along. So it was always like 12 of us. (laughs) (laughs) I have 21 or 28 first cousins. So our summer camp was just, you know, first cousins and one of each could have a best friend. So, no matter what, we were bonded to the T. We would not give each other up. And oh man, those one who pointed that finger would be in trouble. <laughs> and until today, they were my, they are my best friends still, you know. So I know what is friends for, that you know, for bad and good. We always there, no matter what. So, again, I think we all were born healers, and it depends how you practice your friendship from its beginning. It's just you take on to this vast opportunity that you would never feel alone. And, you know, I never got married, and I love relationships as a whole. I don't like one-on-one. (laughs) I like 101, don't take me wrong, but, you know, I don't like to belong to one person. I like to belong to the whole that I think that's why I took on to, you know, do my living, you know, have my living as a healer, because I love the practice of being helpful to the world, not to just one person or to you know, three kids or, you know, I didn't have kids, but I take care of many. And Mm -hmm. I love that, you know, uh, that feeling of uh, uh, belong to the world, not to a compass. You know, I have a a huge, vast uh, family, friends. So that makes me feel really good. I don't feel lonely. I'm a loner and I love to, I love my space, but I love to share, you know, and, um, and I love to share with the strangers too. Like, uh, cause I can see sometimes a strange, uh, like a stranger in the street having, you know, their own bubble and hard time. And I go and I'm the poker, you know, I poke <laughs> right into it just to make a little challenge for the day. Cause you know, life can be boring. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're hardly, yeah, you are not boring. There is nothing boring about Ruthie. I'm, that is, the, or truthy as I'm going to call you now forever. Um, I, I think there's something to explore here. You know, we, we the, the Good Friend podcast um, felt very singular. I've interviewed a couple friends. You know, I interviewed Christopher and his childhood best friend, David Nickturn. I interviewed... My friend Marilee and Jan together. Um, I've interviewed some other friend groups. 
obviously I'm not going to have a group of 15 people because you wouldn't be able to you know, differentiate the voices and the point of view since it's audio. But I think there's something profound because I was very limited in my mind by saying good friend felt very insular. And what you've just opened my mind to is that you can be a good friend to the world, that it can be global, that it is not necessarily the limited term, oh, this is my good friend. You can actually expand it to strangers, to be a, a good steward of friendship to the environment, and that it can be limitless. And I think that's the first time on this podcast I've heard someone articulate it. You know, I have been practicing that for a long time to get to that point where you, as you know, as I said before, I don't like to be a, a, a conventional person. Mm -hmm. So there's a, someone who says, oh, she's my best friend. I, and I go, oh, I thought I was her best friend. <laughs> Just to, you know, be a teaser. but Yeah, but there's something about that. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it depends, you know, like, a, it depends how you feel, how, you know, that thing about owning, you know, it, it's mine. Possessive. It, yeah, it's possessive. I, I like to think about we, and I like I like to allow that person to think you are her best friend. But in my inner self, like a really truthfully, I am your best friend. No matter what, you can have a tons of other best friends, but you know I consider myself for the truth of my actions and my bonding. And, uh, you know, our relationship and not only with you, with my friends there in Brazil that I have not been, you know, there in a daily, you know, life uh, present. But yet, I mean, their thoughts, I send a reminder, I do, an, you know, a little you know, thing of a, a reminder, you know, I still hear, hello, I'm your best friend. You know, so I think it's just your essence, like how you're going to practice of living in this bubble world now that you can, you know, uh, I would never, ever uh, believe that I would explore and be in a relationship with my best friend, you know, over uh, like a Zoom or uh, WhatsApp, FaceTime. And now I bond with my grandnephews and nieces, you know, that way. And I play with them, you know, uh, memory cards and, you know, spend hours with them, you know, on FaceTime. And I'm like, wow. But that when you said essential oils that I explore that realm of uh, essence, I I really like to explore all the, the sensors, you know, mm -hmm. I, I 
I remember taking care of a, in a period of my life that I took care of a lot of cancer patients for like 15 years or something. I became a pro just as natural going, you know, and observing. And I learned that the listening, because every single one of them will come out of the doctors devastated and crying, say that they don't listen to me. You know, they all have this protocol. I'm not a protocol, you know, and I start treating them as a unique human beings as what they were needing at that point. And I learned that the listening, oh my gosh, like nobody listened you know, next to me where I was living. And I was like, whoa. So I did this exercise that I would, I have a t-shirt that said, don't talk to me. <laughs> that I could, you know, um, practice that daily mm -hmm. for hours, just listening to people. At the beginning, it was very annoying because people, you know, like uh, spend time just, you know, saying superficial things and, you know, trying to prove something. But when you get to the essence of listening, that was one of the best gifts I could ever give to myself. You know, the listening, the touch. I already had the touch because when I start, you know, this healing thing that you start reading people energy and you get a little too high for like, whoa, this is amazing. Just by breathing into it, I had to ground myself. So the way I found by grounding that um, energy was by touching. So I start gardening. And from gardening, I start studying massages and start touching people. And it was much more rewarding, you know, like, wow, that's amazing what I can do to help people to, you know, uh, move on. Um, I would touch people and out of the blue, that person is start crying, sobbing. And I like, you know, I would never take personally. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. You know, I'm so happy I was here to, you know, and honor that you trust me to share your tears. Like how awesome, you know? So, um, and the scene, when you see someone, it's like, a, you know, forget about being in the past or trying to see that person in the future. Who am I? You know, I would just look at it. So it's easy. You know, in the present moment, you look at it, you're breathing in the present moment. So you see it. It's just because you, I think we put so much, so many layers. Um, so without a layer. Uh, one after the other, you just be in the present moment. And I love living that kind of relationship. That's what a true friend is. When you're like a, yesterday, I expressed to a friend of mine, do you mind to stop, uh, you know, doing something when you're talking to me? I can hear in the background, uh, oh, I need water. I'm making my juice. I'm like, no. So call me later. Because I need your and this is a hard time. This is a hard, um, you know, place to be when you give a hundred percent of your attention to someone and that someone it's everywhere else, but with you, like yeah. then you really come on. You, that person says you are my best friend, but she's all over the place. Right. 
somewhere else. And I like a like a person like me, I have a hard time to, you know, give a hundred percent of my attention to someone, and that someone is everywhere else. Even my brothers and sisters and best friends, they do that all the time. But you know, I have to do the calling. Hello, can you be present for me? Because I need that from you. I think that that's another thing. You have to be truthful to yourself and give a hint to your friend that is all over the place and say, listen, I need your attention. You know, I think that that's a practice, you know. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm right here for you. We'll be right back with more Good Friend after this quick break. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Well, I'm going to bring something up. I'm not going to do my terrible imitation of you. I promise. That would be <laughs> really crazy. My me, wonderful imitation. I don't do accents <laughs> for the listeners that are growing and expanding, just listening to your voice. Um, 
you know, Ruth has told me the truth many times uh, early on in our uh, in our relationship when we first met, when she had just come to Los Angeles and was, you know, uh, had already studied and was very talented, um, you know, crazy talented um, healer, masseuse. And but I, we had met because like everybody else who hustles, um, you know, there was uh, she needed a day job that would pay for her living in Los yeah, Angeles. I had no money and I was right. You had no money. You were a young girl from Brazil. And people said, you know, if you're a nanny, you're a lovely person. You're great with kids. Um, nannies make some serious uh, money that you can live on in Los Angeles. And anyway, we met that way. It did not work out because Ruthie's accent was very strong, stronger than it is now, everyone listening. <laughs> Don't hate me. And at the time, my little girl was just brand new and speaking. And it just, it, it, it was, it wasn't going to work out. And instead of you know, kind of me, I was a new mom. I was a new employer. I didn't know how to have these relationships. It was very um, nervous making for me. Ruthie just sort of like looked at me. It was like, you know, look, are you going to give me this job or not? If you're not going to give me this job, let me know. It's okay with me, but this is ridiculous. And it was just that moment of like, ah, um, ah, no, mm. you know, and I just was like, ah, and I said, no, uh, I'm not but I am going to hire you as a masseuse. So um, I began that relationship where we now um, were, and even during a massage, even during a massage, <laughs> I remember maybe smoking some pot, maybe, you know, having a little cocktail before to relax as if you need to relax before a massage. <laughs> and I remember I sort of was a little passed out not, I wasn't passed out, but I was certainly not there. <laughs> I wasn't there. And Ruthie was straddling me and looking at me and going, you know, Jamie, I'm not here for you to just sort of get done. I'm here only if you're my partner. You have to partner in this. You have to breathe. You have to breathe, Jamie. You have to breathe when when we're working in your diaphragm well, you have to breathe the massage doesn't work if you don't partner with it and again i was like oh. <laughs> you know? i i said this woman is weird it's okay i can finish the massage in the middle of it i closed my table i was leaving you said come back tomorrow to finish <laughs> i'm like oh this is cool massage a partial massage monday and Tuesday, I will finish. Oh, more money. Good. I need a living. <laughs> okay. That, I have a dispute about that, but the, but it doesn't matter because it, you get the idea that yeah. this isn't someone who's just not there with you, but with you. It was, it, it was a very clear to me very early on that this woman would always tell me the truth, that she would always bring me into whatever present moment needed to be brought into, even if it was difficult. So many years later, many people, um, I am a gift giver. I believe in the power of gift giving. I feel it is a great um, way of communicating feelings. It's a great way of letting someone know that you're thinking of them. Um, 
I love the the process of gift giving. And so when Ruthie was new in our life, um, the gift of touch, to be able to give a gift to someone you're working with or a family member um, as a gift and say, this is a gift to you. I'm giving you a gift certificate from Ruthie. And, you know, that has grown globally. There are people that... I've introduced Ruthie to that then introduced Ruthie to someone else. And the next thing you know, there's a relationship for 10 years where they're working with them exclusively. Um, And throughout this time, the gift of touch has been crucial. And it has made me very happy to know how global Ruthie's um, uh, exposure has been. And I have people all over the world who will say, oh, Ruthie, and everyone, that that look on their face. And I mean, there's not, I'm seeing Jake later today, and I know I, all I have to do is say, I, sp- I saw Ruthie earlier, and Jake is just going to immediately relax and immediately move into a different psychic space because just your name reminds people to breathe. It's It's an extraordinary gift. Uh, mistruth. So, but I'm going to talk about one thing um, for the uninitiated listener or listeners. Um, as you know, if you are into this podcast at all, you know me a little bit. You know I have, you know, tried to tell the truth a lot. I've tried to expose a lot about myself publicly. Um, as you know, uh, I am a recovering drug addict and alcoholic. I am 22 years sober, clean from drugs and alcohol. And there were a series of moments that led to that surrender. There were a series of them. But the most important one was I was, uh, Ruthie was visiting us um, up in the mountains where we sometimes live. And I was in a very uh, long Vicodin opiate um, addiction, uh, very secret. No one knew. It was late in the afternoon. It was dinner time, cocktail hour. I had a glass of wine. I had a pocket full of Vicodin. I remember I was facing, you know, toward a window, looking out uh, uh, at my sink. And I took out a handful of these pills and I put them in my mouth and I slugged them back with a, uh, you know, shot of wine. And from behind me, unbeknownst to me, Ruth had come into that room. And this is what I heard. And I am going to do my bad accent, Ruthie, just because it's, it, I'm, you know, it's my podcast. I get to do my terrible Ruth Ponfion imitation. So again, everyone, please do not hold this against me. But from behind me, as I am staring outside, I hear this. You know, Jamie, you know, I see you with your little pills. And you think I don't see you, but you know, I see everything. And you know what? You're dead. You're a dead woman. You think you're alive. You think you're so great, but you're not. You're dead. And I love you, but you're dead. And I'm telling you to my listeners, that moment of truth was the 
fundamental moment of truth in my life, that my belief that I was so alive and could justify my addiction, like I'm so alive, I need this to be so alive. You understand how wrong that is. And there was this person behind me, secretly behind me, telling me the truth. And it was from that moment, that was December, let's call it December 20th, 1998. And I got sober February 3rd, 1999. So it was a month and a half later through a couple other circumstances that ultimately made me surrender. But that gift of that moment from my guest, Ruth Pontvian, was the, the crucial moment of truth in my life. And I believe, Ruthie, you've probably had that same conversation with many people about many things. Yes. Yes? Yes. And, uh, you know, I just want to add something that I have told you then, that I said to you, listen, I am not going to treat you any longer. I can lose my time, our energy, your money. But one thing I would never do, I will never abandon you. You're my buddy. You're my friend. Uh, we will remain friends. But don't waste my time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you got your act straight, like uh, so fast. It was so, you know, I, I was so happy to see you. That, that wake-up call, that it took place so fast. And it, so by witnessing that, and uh, I promised myself that with anyone that I would see the pattern of, you know, uh, either deny or hiding themselves, I would have to do the, the true call, you know, after them, because that was my call. And I try to always really come from a very genuine, giving, you know, loving place sometimes. And I, I do also in a very playful way, but sometimes it can be very harsh. And I, I don't really apologize to anyone about that harshness because it's harsh for them. They have me to call them on that, you know on their, <laughs> I don't want to say anything else, but on their, on their bullshit. So, you know, it feels really good. It feels like, a, you know, that is what friends are for. Even if you are just my client, you know, like, a, I, I, I will, I consider you as a human being. Does doesn't matter if you're my friend or not my friend, if we have a long lasting relationship or a short one. But I always think that tomorrow doesn't exist, especially with COVID, you know. Like I, I keep thinking, why are you waiting for a moment like a COVID to get ready, you know, to talk about your passing? So just get ready now. You don't want any of your children or in your family to go through hell to figure it out your password or, you know, your username <laughs> to make a, just give it away. Like a, who is like a, in that matter, I really trust because, uh, you know, I, I want to 
it should be easier on everybody, especially when it becomes to me. But people, you know, they hesitate. They're hiding everything, how much money they have or, you know, it's uh, obviously that's a personal thing. But if you can leave a, a note with everything to make it easier for everybody, that's what friends are for, to make it life easier for each other, you know. Um, so I'm having that experience that in my daily life, I want to make every step of the way easier, more pleasant. Let's laugh. Let's have fun. You know, let's exercise. Let's just not talk about the problems. How about the solutions? And how about, you know, the good of it? So that's why when people talk to me about the, the situation in a day to day, you know, I just talk about the good things that I have learned from the situation, you know, so we can, you know, move on and be more proactive and, you know, have a more expanded, you know, life that it will teach us to be more bonded, together, present. I know. And I wish that President Biden would appoint you the czar of, seriously, the czar of mindfulness so that we all can, because people learn, people learn, you can teach people, you can actually, people are going to have learned something today, which is extraordinary, which is again, the gift of friendship is that you want that. So give me in our last, you know, few minutes, give me, give us all some suggestions Okay, you know, I, I, I had the answer before you asked me the question. <laughs> but, you know, I was with a child yesterday and uh, he was very fussy and like, a, you know, agitated. And I said to myself, I bet if I put intention that I will slow down his heart rate and calm him down. Just that thought in a blink, the child calm down and start relaxing and was smiling. Uh, last week I was with someone who her blood pressure was high. Her heart rate was, you know, uh, speeding like uh, out of control. And I said to her, come here. I want to prove something to you. If I have an intention of slowing down your heart rate, that's going to happen. But the, the reason I'm pointing out to you, it's because I want to prove when you have intention of something that is good, it's going to happen. So I put my two fingers on her heartbeat, you know, on her pulse. I close my eyes and I just start talking to her heart. Hey, heart, how are you? Let's just slow down for a moment. You feel so much better when you're breathing and you are in a right pace, and immediately the heart start brrr, boom, boom. And she started laughing. And I like, I tell you, if you have a good intention and don't get caught or lost within yourself about paranoia, you know, paranoia is the worst breath you can take. You start thinking, you know, and anticipating that this is going to happen, that's going to happen, definitely is going to happen. <laughs> so I highly recommended everybody to, you know, let's live in the present. 
you know, let's think about a good thing that can happen among us with each other or with a yourself, you know, take care of your nutrition, you know, take care of your sleep, take care of yourself in general, you know, not get, start thinking about what you're going to do tomorrow that you can do this or you cannot do that. No, think about the things you can do. That's what I have to say. You know, it's very simple. Don't complicate it. <laughs> my friend, my good intention friend, Ruth Ponfian, thank you so deeply for helping us understand it from a much different perspective than others have shared. And I'm so happy. You make me happy, um, my friend Truth Ponfion. <laughs> Thanks for having me. For all the listeners or the listener, um, stay safe out there. God bless you. And um, tune in another time. Thank you, Ruth. Good Friend is produced by Dylan Fagan and is a production of iHeartRadio. Our theme song, Good Friend, is written, produced, and performed by Emily King. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. 
No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.